What it do, everybody? Hopefully, I, ch- I think I checked my levels and stuff before I started. Hard to do this alone, but hey, everybody, it's me, Ed Carbajal, with the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. It is Friday, TJIF, October 22nd. Um, doing the podcast late, late, late this week. Uh, scheduling life issues kind of got in the way, um, so we couldn't do our regular recording. And Matt had to hit the road because he's out off to another bare knuckle, his favorite sport, bare knuckle fighting championship BKFC fight night with uh, Dave Rickles and uh, Julian Lane. Uh, what's his name? You know, you guys remember him, the uh, Wanna Bang Bro, I believe that's who that is. Um, so it's just me on this week's episode, Edward Carbajal for the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by allaccessmma.com. Make sure you follow. AllAccessMMA.com for all your mixed martial arts and punch and kick news uh, around the sport of mixed martial arts and anything else you listen to. Um, So real quick, just some housekeeping. Um, Had some life events happen. And as I said, scheduling got... uh, I think Matt was only free up until midweek before he started making his way to... uh, I forget where this event is at. Wichita or one of these... (laughs) One of these backwater states where bare knuckles cool. <laughs> but um anyway, um life goes on and uh Matt'll be back next week. Um, but I do know, you know, we, we communicate throughout the week and he's uh securing securing us some interviews and stuff like that. So um in the meantime, uh we have it sucks that he's not here because we've got uh Bellator two sixty nine, Bellator's first event in Russia. Main event is Fedor Emelianenko. My man has been off for Jesus. The last time he fought was the end of 2019 when he knocked out Quentin Rampage Jackson at Bellator 237. Um, that's fresh in my mind because I just put it in my newsletter that I always drop in the link at the bottom of these uh, episodes and audio podcasts. Um, and, um, you know, the pandemic postponed his retirement tour. So now his retirement tour continues, and he is facing the number two ranked belt or MMA ranked heavyweight in Tim Johnson. Now, I'm going to bring the card up in a minute. Audio listeners, we always pull up from the promotions website if they have it up. So I pull it up from bellatormma.com. Keep in mind that this is an early card, so by the time you hear this, it might even be starting if you're listening to this on the Saturday of, which is the 23rd. Um, it's another Saturday early card. I feel like the timing of, of MMA lately, we're in a weird spot with the combat sports. You know, I mean, there's also the, U- the UFC Vegas 41. Um, listen, I'm not too um, keen on these cards lately. Um, you guys know, I mean, I, I, I go crazy, uh, when I talk about the ESPN thing, we've gone, we've went, we've, you know, talked to we're blue in the face about, um, oh, there's a ring of combat in Jersey tonight. I, I, I wonder whatever happened to them or their contract with a uh, fight pass. And I liked, I liked it when they were there, but it looked like you, it was only for a few shows and now they're back on, like, you have to be there. Um, uh, ring of combat is like. You know, the uh, one of the many regional promotions in the Northeast that fighters get into the, the UFC and MMA and 
you know, uh, Bellator MMA and places like that. So that's uh, I'm a little surprised to see that as I bring up my Twitter feed here as I'm recording this. Um, but I wanted to get something off of my chest about this, uh, about the um, UFC card. I just want to make sure I'm not wrong because I could be wrong as I have been out of whack lately in my advanced age. It's been a weird time, weird time of, um, you know, booking stuff here. Weird time of uh, UFC Fight Night 196, which is UFC Vegas 41. So I'm just taking a quick look at the card. Um, it's not the worst card. Um, the only thing is, that, you know, a lot was made of the main event with Paulo Costa and Marvin Vittori and they're fighting at 205, even though it was initially, I mean, they're both ranked middleweights and it was initially supposed to be a middleweight bout. And Paulo Costa made it super clear the Wednesday of this week um, that they were going, to, that he wasn't going to make weight, that he was hoping that to get a catch weight or something. I think he said that the 195 was the latest he could do or something ridiculous like that. And then he went off and, and like switched it up and said uh, something to the effect of, uh, uh, it's it's just a lot of bullshit, not for nothing. I mean, uh, there's no other way to say it. It's a lot of bullshit going on. I mean, um, you know, the Bellator 267, yeah, Bellator 260, I'm sorry, Bellator 260, UFC 267, 268, and, and not for nothing, you know, most people are focused on 268 right now. If you check ESPN MMA's YouTube feed, there are uh, interviews with Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, I mean, they haven't even talked to the other two title fights that are on there. And it, it just seems to be there's a lot of, like, craziness going on at the UFC. And um, I don't know if you saw the news earlier this week about uh, there's uh, tr- uh, vaccination restrictions for folks coming in. Like, if you know, they're not going to be able to hold events, it's going to – it's a, a message that the Hunter Campbell, the UFC's, uh, like, head legal guy, sent off to uh, like a lot of fighters and MMA junkie first, I believe they first reported how this went off and how a lot of, you know, it it could put a damper on a lot of the fights that folks may have been looking forward to. If, if, you know, fighters aren't getting vaccinated, which listen, you know, you say what you want about it, but I mean, it's, it's one of the things that are, um, I'm trying to see if this is is the ESPN card to, uh, for tomorrow is also ESPN plus the cost of a Tory fight. <laughs> they sent out the poster today with the middleweight bout. It's actually now a light, light heavyweight bout. So, you know, what are you going to do with that? But, um, UFC on YouTube, they're offering some free fights. I'm just looking at, uh, it, it, it's, it just looks like a, a bit of a shit show over there. So, um, I don't know if Dana White's going to be in house. If uh, that's going to, if that's like, so, let me see, because he was there for, he was there for, uh, UFC Vegas forty one. He was there for. Where the fuck is the? Here we go. I'm just bringing up the. It's in the apex, and he was there for Contender Series, and then um. So the, this is weird because both Bellator and the UFC. So depending on what you got, um, you know, you could be watching 
You could be watching both if you're a two-screener. If you're like me that runs around like a chicken with his head cut off on Saturdays, you'll probably catch these later, which is what I'm going to have to do um, because I got training and then I got to help my folks out. That's what I do every Saturday, which is why when it's fights are on Saturday night, it makes my Saturday night. But, you know, whatever. At least Bellator has a good excuse because they're in Russia. The good thing is it's going to be live. So if you want to watch Bellator 269, it'll be live. Their main card starts at 3 o'clock. Um, and they just had an announcement that PR put on Twitter earlier today that they're going to start like a half an hour earlier. So I guess that's noon um for bellator so that that's the youtube the fights on youtube and bellator mma and showtime's youth sports youtube channel the prelims will be there before they switch over to showtime so the good thing about it is listen for everybody used to complain about bellator's uh, tape delay for years now we get to see all these fights live the bad thing is you know if you're uh if you're a busy guy like myself on saturdays you're going to by the time I get home, I'll probably walking into the Fader Tim Johnson fight. So I haven't had a lot of time to look at the deeply at either card because of that. I mean, I've looked at them. I had to submit picks for um, Sure Dog. So I've looked at them. And uh, as I'm scrolling through them, so I apologize for the pauses. But uh, I'm looking at the UFC card. I mean, it should be. A, both cards are look like they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, I like that they put the odds on the UFC's website now um, so we can see them. I'll read them off because I already have the belt or one queued up for just to look at the main event. Poor Matt's not here, but we already know he's going to pick Fedor, and he's likely brought his sweater, victory sweater or whatever the hell it's called, with him over there to BKFC in Wichita, Kansas, or whatever backwards country that that thing is happening in. Um, I'm country you know, state. Um, I'm looking really quick. It's a, it's not a bad UFC card. Just outside of the main event, which will probably be, I feel like it's just going to be Marvin Vittori wrestling Paulo Costa into exhaustion. Or maybe they won't be because they didn't cut weight. Who knows? Um, but uh, Jessica Rose Clark, bantamweight fight against Jocelyn Edwards. Um, Alex Serra is a fan favorite from back. I mean, he's always an underdog fighting Sung Woo Choi, Francisco Trinaldo versus Dwight Grant, um, who are kind of dead even on the odds. And that's the main card. And then at the prelims, you got some uh, some of the younger, newer blood, Mason Jones facing David Onama, Jun Young Park against Gregory Rodriguez, uh, Jamie Pickett uh, versus Loriano Staropoli, Kama Worthy versus Jai Herbert, Jeffrey Molina versus Daniel Lacerda, Livinza Souza versus Randa Marcos should be make for an interesting strawweight fight. Um, so I'm actually impressed with this card. Sucks that it's on early, and it sucks even more that it's on ESPN Plus because I ain't got that, but I got Showtime. So we're gonna talk about Beltor 69. <laughs> but that's just the way it bees that way sometimes. So. Let's jump into Beltor 269. I f- first I got to say it seems stupid to me that this is the the thing that sucks about the growth of MMA 
is and and you know you, you can't hate on the UFC when you like the entire sport because if the UFC didn't get to where it's at, none of these other promotions, you know, it wouldn't be also, you know, what's the, the, the saying about boats rising with the tide. So it, it sucks because this fight, this is the first fight of Fader's retirement tour. And it's not really buzzing as it should be. Um, because it's the first time Fader fighting it, which could be what maybe his last time or the start of his last couple of fights. Um, MMA fighting has been given doing some pretty good coverage. I saw somebody wrote about the uh, the whole thing with um, what's his name, the fight against Fabiano Maldonado when uh, Fedor and he Fedor and Maldonado fought, and you know Maldonado kind of got robbed of that. Mm. And um, apologies for drinking out of my can of buble uh, into my microphone, but um, anyway, um, so here's the thing about this fight. If Fedor wins, look at that record. I mean, there's other bigger records out there, but I mean, the, the dude has been, uh, you know, in my life, and I, mean, I can speak for Matt on this. In, in our time of watching this sport, the the guys that were as dominant for as long as Fedor Emelianenko was, um, I don't know if we're going to see that. Who else was like that for the longest? I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, listen, you can go to the other. Uh, Mighty Mouse had how many title defenses before uh, he lost, you know, uh, the flyweight title? I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Jose Aldo. Um, so this is something. This is what I like about Scott Coker. He doesn't get enough. You know, he he's definitely, he's like America's Sakaki Barra when it comes to making these fights, these fun fights that, that had the energy or at least he's trying to bring that energy of, of pride fighting championships back. And I think that's why I like Bellator so much. And I think that's why I follow. Uh, I'm always cheering for Scott Coker and trying to poke his brain when I do get chance, the rare chances I get to talk to him about, you know, you know, making more dynamite hybrid events and all the stuff he does with Showtime and, you know, the opportunities there. Um, you can't, you got to remember he's behind the, you know, the whole thing with Kimbo and, 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 uh, some of the most viewed stuff on regular when they with strike force, you know, he's always been kind of right there. So he, as much as people like to knock a Bellator and Scott Coker, I mean, a lot of history has come from the stuff he's put on. And I, this is one of the, one of those moments that I think fight fans will look back and be like, wow, you know, there's going to be, there'll probably be a 30 for 30 on Fedor one day, maybe because, you know, 30 for 30 is an ESPN product and the UF whole deal with the UFC. They probably, they probably don't want to shine light on somebody that's not a part of their brand or whatever. But anyway, so the whole thing this week, I mean, so many people made us think about the, the UFC event that this is going under the radar and it's probably one of the greatest heavyweights in mixed martial arts, young history probably on the last leg of, of his, you know, career. Um, and if he wins and he beats Johnson, who's number two, he could very well likely become another, uh, you know, this could be a chance at him to, to, to get a title again. Now the, the problem, and I know that people are probably laughing at that or dropping comments are going to make, you know, fun of me for saying that. But the thing about it is, you know, I, I can play devil's advocate. I'm not. I'm not as in love with the idea. Like if Matt was on here, you know, he 
I probably wouldn't get a chance to say anything when we're talking about this fight because Matt likes to talk longer than I do, but the, um, which I'm, I'm pretty much doing because I'm doing alone today. But the the thing about this, the thing about this fight is, say he does win and he gets a number two, you know, he's got one more t- one more chance to win a title one more time, and I feel like that's what's making him continue to fight. And if he does continue to fight and he gets that close. The thing is, the guys at heavyweight that he has to face are probably, I mean, probably not going to um, make it easy on him. Because the thing is, while he still has the, he still has, um, what's his name? Put this, tweeted it out. Uh, I shared it. I want to see if I can find it. He just got a full-time gig covering MMA for somebody. Here he is. John Hyun Kyo of uh, where does he do it now? All Star Sports. I'm going to read his tweet. Fedor is one of the greatest of all time, a legend, an icon, an absolute killer all around. And he's right about this. Five tool fighter can knock anyone out on the feet at the same time submit opponents off of his back, which is we've seen him do in Pride. Go check out his highlights from from his career. I'm sure they're all over YouTube by now. Go watch his fight against Hong Man Choi. Not many fighters can do that, which is. I mean that was a big dude against. I mean he made Fedor, who is who is a big dude. Um, you know, Hong Man Choi made him look like a little dude, and, and he was still able to submit him. So and th- that's just the thing that Fedor always brings, even now at this stage in his career. There's just that point of it's like he 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 still can shock the world if if he really puts his mind to it, um, which I, I think he puts his mind to it in every fight. But again, he is not the fighter you know he's not he's past his prime and i'm not saying that to be insulting um oddly enough that he's a 74 percent picked uh must have been matt clicking this 74 times <laughs> um he's a favorite to win against tim johnson but you know tim johnson the number two ranked heavyweight amongst the heavyweights in in bellator and just to give you an idea that's their former champion right there vitaly minikoff in the co-main event he faces side Soma. So you got you're gonna see a, a very heavy Russian mm, feature card uh for Bell Tours 269 because it's there, they're at the VTB arena in Moscow, Russia. Um, so you're gonna see. I mean, Andre Koroshkov was supposed to be on this, and they put out a press release that he, he had a withdrawal due to injuries, but it's still a pretty a pretty uh, a heavy, heavy Russian card. So we're going to get to see a lot of their talent. I mean, um, I forgot what event. Who did that recently? Well, I think Beltor did that recently when they were in um, the last event that Matt went to uh, with a heavy, like, uh, Russian presence on the card. So I think that was a lot part of this because they're, they're they're trying to get boots on the ground there first, so to speak. Um, Usman Nurmagomedov versus Patrick Pitela. Um, he's undefeated, so rightfully so on the main car uh it should make main card make should make for some fun fights anatoly tokov versus sharf so this is one of those fights that that we're more familiar with one than the other um that's the main card geez i hope i make it home in time to catch uh i i mean i i can always go back and watch but um and then uh you can see the the undercard is filled again with a lot of a lot of local talent out there in Moscow. Moscow, but um, if you haven't seen Russian MMA, like uh, what is it, the ACA, 
and KSW and stuff like that, then, you know, it's, it's certainly, if you like, if you were a fan of all these well-known Russian fighters here, like Khabib and all that, you're going to see a lot of that style and uh, perseverance and focus for this card um, coming. And we didn't really get to talk about, um, we did our picks for, I believe we did our 268 picks, Delta 268 picks last week. But, um, you know, uh, that card kind of went, uh, I don't know why I thought Ryan Bader was going to be such a problem for for um, Corey Anderson, but I mean he's really he's really come to his come to his own over there in Bell, Bellator uh, as a as somebody. I don't think we saw. I don't think we thought we were going to see what we saw in the um in what we saw at their last event. And there's some other news coming out. I don't mean to make such a Bellator card, but I just feel like they haven't been getting any love, so I'm 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 giving it up right now. I uh, just want to see the rankings as we as we because that fight happened on the weekend and then light heavyweight Ryan Bader dropped two spots. Corey Anderson bumped up to number one and he faces Vadim uh, Nemkov. <clears throat> That's going to be the finals of the, of the world uh, light heavyweight Grand Prix. I mean, it's weird because we thought you know we had Yoel, we thought we were going to get Yoel Rumble and all these other names, and um, you know now we have. Nemkov versus Corey Anderson. So Corey Anderson, who seems to have found a renewed interest in fighting and just feels like he's being treated better at Bellator. Um, and then um, when we talk about the bantamweights, Sergio Pettis, the champion, you know, there's, there's, I wrote something in depth on my newsletter about the Bellator's bantamweights. Um and the news that came out first announced the morning combat with Luke Thomas and some herb that he does that show with uh, Sergio Pettis and Kyojo Kyoji Horiguchi will be fighting for the bantamweight title on was it December 3rd? So that's belt or 271. So that is definitely something that, and it's supposed to be a Mohegan sun. So, if I'm gonna get my ass back on the road covering events live, um, that's one I should try to get to. It's gonna be on Mohegan Sun the Friday, December third, Bellator two seventy two. My uh, apologies. Um, you know, this is part of that whole thing where he uh, kind of opened the, um, which I got that scoop first. Nolan King was the only one that recognized it, but uh, Kyoji Horiguchi and Scott Coker doing the cross promotion with um with Ryzen, you know, this was one the, the fight the the focus on Horiguchi versus Bellator champs, it started there and it looks like we're getting back to that. Um hopefully the that whole travel thing, the thing that I mentioned with the UFC, I mean the UFC extended that to their athletes because it's something from the government being mandated, so I'm pretty sure uh Bellator has the same issue to worry about. Hopefully we don't lose this fight because uh Sergio Pettis versus Horiguchi. I mean, in my opinion, that's that's a rough one to um, that's a rough title defense for Pettis because you know Pettis is Pettis is that guy. You know what I mean? Pettis is uh somebody that that uh 
was not really getting love at the UFC. Came to another one just like Anderson came to his own, came to his own in Bellator. It seems to be a different fighter. And now, I mean, you know, if you're going to look at bantamweights and flyweights, uh, you know, Kyoji Horiguchi is definitely the type of fighter that that could, could that could um, kind of level him off if if he feels like he's better than he. I remember Horiguchi. He remember when he relinquished both the Bellator titles and the Ryzen titles. Um, you know, uh, he it was due to not being able to. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Hmm. It was due to him not being able to um, uh, compete because of the knee injury he had. He had to get surgery for his knee. So, um, sorry about that. I don't know why that keeps happening with my connectivity. But uh, anyway. Um, so the time off, because I mean, I know he said he felt felt good with because of the time off and recovery. Um, but we'll see if he's the same Kyoji Horiguchi. I have to check and see his record. You know, with the pandemic, I don't know if he fought anybody of of note since Ryzen, because Ryzen couldn't hold events for a while. They canceled events, and they don't hold that many events a year to begin with. So uh, this could be part of him also just trying to be active again. While he is a Ryzen fighter, he does do his training over at Sanford MMA. Um, you know, with Gilbert Burns and all those guys, right? I mean, he trains with Michael Shannon and all those guys, if I'm remembering correctly. Hopefully, I, I'm, I'm not getting that wrong. Or is it ATT? I, I always confuse these Florida camps, so I'm sorry. Again, in my old age, I'm, I'm messing stuff up. But, um, yeah, so that's December 3rd. And, um, it, it, again, that matchup, to me, it's it just speaks to the way Scott Coker promotes events and, and it gives us – Gives old guys like myself and old fans of MMA like Matt just something that we you know we we cheer for these for these fights because um, sometimes you know the the saturation of a UFC event every week when it's just anybody versus anybody can can get a little kind of tired and old you know um, the pay per views are always great um, and this this Saturday's UFC card is not too bad looking but um, I just like there's something about what Coker's doing over there. That just makes me feel like it's uh, even though I know Ryzen is supposed to be like Pride 2.0, I just feel like Coker keeps trying to make the American version of it, and I don't mind his um, attempts at it. So that's where I'm at. Um, listen again, my apologies for for such a late episode um, coming this week, but it's part part of my partly my fault and logistics with Matt on the road. I mean, he offered to try to connect remotely, but. You know, I'm not going to try to connect with a drunk Matthew Hawkins on a Friday night when he's uh, at the weigh-ins or whatever for the BKFC. Um, but he is, I mean, he's not just having fun watching fights out there. He's actually uh, working to get some, some you know, live guests instead of pre-recorded ones like I've gotten um, on the podcast to, to join us on when we record back to our regularly scheduled Tuesday evenings. So um, hopefully the names he dropped, I'm not going to mention because, you know, people cancel and stuff like that so but if we get some of some some familiar names some past guests and some brand new guests and again we're trying to step out of our comfort zone and bring in some more than just mma uh fighters um you know uh we're going to try to get a little more bare knuckle bkfc competitors on here which we've already done um and the uh you know just kind of uh jump around combat sports a little more 
uh, and and kind of we 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 call it coast to coast combat hour because we we like to cover anything that resembles combat sports or, or competition of of the human versus human, if you will. Um, so we're going to try to expand stuff like that and and open up our doors to uh, other fighters and stuff. So anybody that listens to this and wants to jump on, you know, you can always drop us a voicemail message uh, through Anchor. Uh, if you follow the Anchor link on the on the on the uh, one of the links on the bottom here. There's a link for you to drop a message. And um, speaking of which, I didn't even check them. I got to check the messages. I'll do that right now. That way, there's, of course, there's nothing there. Um, but you can drop messages. Uh, the voice message link, again, is in our Anchor profile. And I don't know all of our links. Matt usually takes us out when 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 we do the closeout of the show. But uh, make sure you give us a follow on uh, allaccessmma.com for the video version of this podcast. Um, Matt is MMA Hawk 21 on his socials. I am Carb Basil, which is right here on the bottom. Old Head Carb on Twitch. And I don't remember the Instagram one because uh, it's just a fucking copy of Matt's Instagram one anyway. So if you're following Matt, you're probably following everything we do here outside of his uh, man thirst picks, picks when he's out at fights, uh, watching fights. But uh, I got to break his balls because he's not here. But uh, again, shout out to Matt because he's uh, actually he's uh going to get some good guests because while he's out there. So I'm just breaking his balls because again, we did try to get both of us together this week. So my apologies. I'm sorry for, for uh, the late podcast. I mean, again, you know, shit happens and, and, you know, we are humans and, and as much as I'd love it for this to be our full-time thing, it's not our full-time thing. So lots of stuff happened uh, the past week that uh, just had to get through the week to get to today, which is why I'm recording this on a Friday night. But Enjoy the fights. Have a good weekend. And next week, we will be back to our regularly scheduled program. And um, no question of the week or no Q&A on the Spotify this week because it's just me. So um, actually, yes, there will. I'll close, I'll close it out with one. Um, question will be, um, do you think Paulo Costa should be reprimanded outside of uh, – you know, the fines and stuff like, do you think the UFC should do something about Paulo Costa pretty much making, making the booking uh light heavyweight bout versus a middleweight bout that was initially announced? Like, should they wash their hands of Paulo Costa? That'll be the question. Do you think the UFC should wash their hands of Paulo Costa? It'll be a poll. Um, so if you listen to this on Spotify, click the poll and then we'll read it off on Tuesday. So, Enjoy the fights. Have a good weekend. And again, my apologies for the late episode, but uh, you know, throw some money. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take it a little little more seriously. <laughs> or just give us a follow, like, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Peace. Hey guys, Ed here. East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay per view breakdown or two. Thanks again.